Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of Chill's Corner. This is the first uh, podcast on the Chill Collective Network, and I'm really excited about it. I already have an intro that's in the podcast itself, but from now on, the intro intro will be before the theme song, which the theme song that I've picked is by D.N. Key. It's called The Walk, and it's off his album Summer Days. Um, it's I found it on the Free Music Archive. Um that's temporary as is the um cover art for the podcast they're just as i try to figure things out things kind of sprung up on me a little bit quickly um anyway today's uh podcast is again it's got an introduction to the podcast what it's about um i don't want to explain it again because i feel like explaining too much you get bored but uh we'll be talking about music uh the first thing we'll be talking about is post malone then we go into Childish Gambino and This Is American, stuff like that. We talk a little bit about Tidal and what happened there this last week or so. We talk about leaks and how it's affected different artists. And then we get into the main thing, the main album that came out Friday, which is the Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base, Hotel and Casino. And then I want to end every single podcast on a note of what I'm listening to currently. Uh, it doesn't have to be new music. Um, it doesn't have to be old music, it doesn't have to be anything. Um, this podcast does revolve heavily around music, but they don't have to. Um, I might be talking about movies or TV shows at any given point. I try to keep them around a half hour to 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. Just enough to, you know, on Tuesdays, 2 o'clock, you listen, you go, you listen, you download, and you get your little news blurb about... What does Chill think about music and what came out this last week? And so, yeah, uh, enjoy the podcast and yeah, that's it. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to Chill's Corner. Uh, this is a podcast that is myself, the creator of the Chill Collective, um, which is a website that will be coming shortly. Uh, I just have to work on it. Um, and my whole idea behind the website and the podcast and all of this are that there's a space for people I know who are passionate about music, whether they're musicians or music lovers, which is myself, to have a place where they can write articles and uh, talk about the music that they like and and talk about uh, different things. They can write about music. They can write about, uh, they can do music reviews, which is what I'll be doing. They'll also be writing opinion pieces or editorials are kind of the same thing, but I feel like editorials fall more under like this is where we're going, but I might have a separate blog for that. And I'll also be talking about it here in the podcast. Um, this podcast might have guests at times, 
but for the most part I think it'll probably just end up being me and this is where I'll give a breakdown week by week of all of the new music that I'm listening to not just uh, giving uh, in-depth reviews on certain things there are certain things that I'll talk about that I will give more in-depth reviews in articles um, but for the time being while I'm waiting for the while I am finishing the website I'm not waiting on it to get done if I do that it'll never get done but I, as I'm waiting, finishing the website, sorry, this is a spot that I want to be able to use to get the ideas out. And so these will probably be coming out on Tuesday of every week. This gives me a whole weekend to kind of listen to uh, the new music that I like. Uh, this won't be all new music. This might, I might be pushing my boundaries at time. I might talk about uh, new music that's come out that I didn't think I'd like, but I did. Um, I might be talking about old music that I'm currently listening to, um, and that I'll, I'll be doing that at a certain point today, uh, is just talking about old music that I'm listening to right now. Um, and so, yeah, this will be a spot where we can talk, and also music news, but not tabloid type news. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want the Chill Collective or the podcast to become tabloid style things, um, Although, I do have more leniency on the podcast. The podcast will, might don't have to be uh, all music related. Because it's just what that person wants to do. And if that person wants to talk about movies, that person can talk about movies. I might talk about movies at certain times. I might talk about whatever's on my mind. And so, yeah, that's my whole idea behind the podcast network of The Chill Collective. Is it will be the same people, um, maybe not all the people, but the same people who are writing for the website will also have the ability to create a podcast for themselves. And so um, anything under the Chill Collective uh, name is something that is mine, in a way. It is It is mine. It is something that I uh, not necessarily condone, but I appreciate and I allow. Um, and these people aren't just people who can come up to me and say, hey, I want to be a part, and then I just say, yeah, go ahead. Uh, these are people that I have hand-selected, I have hand-picked, and I'm really excited about it. So yeah, that's that, and so now I want to get on, on talking about, I know it's a couple weeks old at this point, but uh, let's talk about Post Malone's new album. Uh, now, I, it took me a while to get into Post Malone, I'll give you that. Uh, when he first came out with Stoney, you know, I saw pictures of Post Malone and you know, Post Malone just looks bad. Um, he looks like white trash, and I didn't. I didn't think I'd like it. I thought like it would be kind of. Um, I thought it would be more like uh, the other. Uh, who's the other guy? Like Lil Peep or um, uh, Lil Zan? I think his name is also. Uh, let's see, Lil Zan. Lil Zan looks terrible. Uh, the cover of Total Xanarchy. No, thank you. And it just sounds bad. I don't know how people listen to it. And that's what I thought that uh, Post Malone would be like. I thought Post Malone and Stoney were going to sound like that. And over time, uh, I decided to give him a shot finally back in October of this year. Uh, of 2017, rather. And uh, I gave him a shot. And I was I listened to like one or two songs. And I was like... Or I listened to Changa songs, but only one or two really stood out. And I was like, okay. But he's not bad. And then I listened to it more and more. And uh, this is where I disagree with... Um, I disagree with Fantano 
Uh, and I found that I've disagreed with Fantano a lot lately because, not because, but he just, he's wrong. You know, I get it's opinion and all that, but like, and he didn't give Flatbush Zombies uh, a good, a good grade. Um, and his criticisms for them were poor. Um, none of their lyrics meant anything. That happens to a lot of rappers. When you really look at their raps and their lyrics, what does it even mean? Um, there's no sense of coherency, but yeah, yet when you look at like, uh, Brockhampton, which don't get me wrong, Brockhampton sounds good, but when you really look at their lyrics, there's no sense of, um, between whoever's on a track when you get from song to song, uh, from verse to verse, rather, there's no sense of we're continuing the same theme, uh, except on, there's there's few cases, and that happens on the last Flatbush Zombies album, uh, Vacation in Hell, where from and there's only three of them, so that's kind of a fair point, but there's no sense of uh, continuation from one person's verse to the other, and I think that's okay, um. And actually, I argue that it happens more so with them, that it does work out, that they do have a coherency, than Brockhampton. But yet, Fantano will always give Brockhampton good scores, whereas he gave um, Vacation in Hell, I think, like a 6 or a 7, and he had so much criticism for it. And I get that he's probably doing it over past albums, but their past albums, in my opinion, while they sounded good, the lyrics were meh. And I think my problem with them were that they all centered around drugs. Like, almost always, like, and it wasn't even, like, talking about dealing with, it was, like, it was, like, glorifying the drug culture and, like, and not, not in a necessarily bad way in terms of things, like, they'll glorify weed, which, that's not bad in itself. Um, the problem is, is that it was too much. It was like, yeah, we get it. You guys like weed. You guys like drugs. We get it. We get it. Do something else. Talk about something else. And that's where I think Vacation in Hell did a much better job of having things that weren't always just about weed or whatever. Um, and so anyway, I, I thought Vacation in Hell was their best project and didn't deserve a six or a seven or whatever he gave it. Um, and I also, I also think that Stoney didn't deserve the grade that he gave it. Um, I thought, I, you know, Stoney has some standout songs um, that are just good. Like, Feeling Whitney still is such a good song. And it shows the range that Post Malone has. It shows that Post Malone can do rap, and he can sing, and he can do, you know... I finally watched the, uh, the cover he did of Bob Dylan... And that was, it was really good. Um, and I know that was way before Stoney. I think that was probably like one of the things that had him break out. But anyway, Beer Bongs and Bentley, I think is, uh, in certain ways it's better than Stoney. In certain ways it's not. Um, there are more times where it feels more mellowed out. But there are also more, which that's not a bad thing. Because again, I just told you I like feeling Whitney. Um. But overall, a very solid project, and I will hopefully be writing something about it, but it might be past the point of writing about, um, of the whole album. But <laughs> he, he has some interesting lyrics on there. His, his lyric style is, uh, at times, interesting. Um, but the beats overall are also just, they're very good. 
And so that's all I'm going to say about that, which is a lot more than I planned on. We can continue, though, on the uh, rep topic uh, and go to Childish Gambino. Uh, Childish Gambino killed it. This last is always killing it. Let's be honest. Uh, Donald Glover is unreal. Um, I am. I think I need to catch up on Atlanta. I'm like one episode behind, which might be the final episode. Um, I should probably watch that before tonight, though. Then it's not the final episode. If it's the final episode, I don't have to watch it before tonight. If it's not, I think tonight's the final episode, and I should watch it before tonight. There we go. I fixed myself. But this this season. <laughs> had some strange episodes and you know it's just Donald Glover having fun I don't think I <laughs> there was a time I texted my friend I was like should someone check on him he he doesn't see my um but you had the uh you had the episode where he did uh spoilers yeah the episode where he did whiteface as uh Tommy Perkins such a bizarre episode like I left that thinking like what just happened like, I got to the end, and I was like, what? No, what just happened? Um, and there was no real sense of um, coherency from episode to episode, which I did, didn't did like that much, but I also get that it's just he wanted to try something, and I think the thing he... What he tried did work. It did. It was good. And so that's cool. But so much success with Atlanta. His... Awaken My Love, while I didn't like it at first, I'll give you I did not like it at first, it has grown on me quite a bit, and I do very much so enjoy it now. And then he's going to be in the the Lion King movie, he's in the Solo movie, which I don't know if the Solo movie is going to be that great. I think, if anything, everyone except Solo will be good in that movie, which is kind of depressing, um, because it is a Solo movie. I think Glover will be great in that. I th- I believe he'll be really good in that movie as Lando. And I hope that he reprises his role as Lando. Because I know they do plan on doing further solo films. Um, uh, with that kind of same cast. Um, but yeah, so then he's, he's Lando, he's Simba. Uh, and then he's coming out with a new album. Which I assume is going to be soon. Because he's just put out... Two new tracks, essentially, which we'll talk about in a second, which was the whole point of all of this, was to talk about his new tracks. And he's got a, he's going on tour, I think in the summer, at some point, and I can't imagine he'd go on tour without having an album out. I was kind of hoping that he'd go back to something like uh, Because the Internet or uh, Camp, like that rap style, or, or Stone Mountain, um, but it sounds like it's going to be a mix of that and uh, Awaken My Love. Which isn't a bad thing. I'm just I was just kind of hoping because they say it's gonna be his last album as Childish Gambino, and um, which is fine. I get it. You know he's a busy dude, and Childish Gambino had its time, had its place. It's over, and it's time to hang up the towel. And I I respect that, because um, one of the things that I think we're gonna be seeing is that uh, unlike other, and I'm going on a tangent here. I'll go on a lot of tangents. Unlike other uh, genres, so like for instance, The Who is, I think, still touring. Rolling Stones, if they're not still touring, they toured for a very long time. Um, Red Hot Chili Paper, ch- Chili Papers, Chili Peppers, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, they they still are going at it, and they've replaced band members and all that, but 
my point is is that those are the uh genres that even though they're old they can they can do it but rap is so different it's it's a young man's game and so even uh jay-z who we're going to talk about a little bit more later um but even like jay-z and eminem like eminem's last album let's be real here guys it was trash um it just pure garbage uh the whole thing uh the only good song was the one he did with ed sheeran and the one he did with beyonce and that was more because of them and because than because of him um he didn't do anything on that album that was anything special for the most part the production on it was very lacking um there was nothing good there um but anyway back to my original semi-original semi in the middle point now it's it's probably semi-original but um at some point, you know, we have to look and say, you have to stop. No one cares anymore. Um, but then again, Jay-Z's 444 was very successful. So, who knows? Um, and I thought, I 444 grew on me. Um, I I listened to it, and I was like, alright. Like, I, I never really liked Jay-Z, but it was like, this, this is okay. And then I listened to it more and more, and I was like, you know what? I see its value now. And, yeah, so, that aside, though, it's, it's just, at a certain point, like, Post Malone, for instance, is at some point gonna have to be like, I'm done being Post Malone, and I think he he can transition very well into another genre. Um, he doesn't have to be a rapper forever. Childish Gambino, um, I can't see him completely dropping music, but I can see him dropping it for a little bit. Um, taking a break, taking like a three-year break, and then he'll come back with like something a little bit more mellow than Awaken My Love. And um, I can see that happening. And so that, anyway, uh, back to my original point. This Is America is a great song, great video. It took me like six listens and six watches of the vi uh, video to really start to understand everything that was in there. Um, obviously there's the main stuff, there's the stuff like, there's the obvious stuff where, you know, he shoots the first person, um, and then he comes out, he, later he comes out of the door, is all happy, smiley, and then he turns around and shoots the choir, um, and just all that stuff, which isn't that hard to interpret or notice, because it's right there in your face. But it was funny, because I was reading the Reddit threads on it, and people were like, oh man, is that uh, 21 Savage I hear? Is that this person? Is that that person? I was like, I didn't hear these people at all. Where were they? And then you listen again, it's like they're they're there, they're in the background, they're the, the yes, they're, and you know, each one has a different thing, and it's, you keep listening, and you start hearing the different ones, and the different people, and and it's, you know, really interesting. So you got, you got Young Thug that's on the bridge, you got uh, on the verse one, you got Black Boy, Slim, Jammin, Jam, Jammy, Jammy, I, I hate names like that, because I have no idea how you're supposed to say them, Young Thug, and 21 Savage, then you got Quavo, yeah, that's, those are all the, the people on this track, um, um, production by, uh, Child, Bull Childish and Ludwig is very good. And then you've got the uh, different dance styles, the uh, traditional African dance styles, and the Americanized dance styles, and the different things that show that Childish isn't giving up on who he is or what he's done. And it's funny because someone said that Childish has done more for 
America in one song than Kanye West did in one tweet. Or in a series of tweets. But, you know, Childish Gambino, I hope, doesn't stop being childish. Um, that sounds weird. but And even with Atlanta, the whole point of Atlanta is to really point out to people in a semi-comedic spot of just, these are the struggles that black people go through. And these are the different things that we go through. These are the different things that we think. And it's really interesting to me as a, a white person of just, okay, like some of the stuff is, you know, it's, I, I grew up in a more um, urban environment. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was surrounded by the, the culture um, not quite Atlanta style stuff, but so there was some stuff there that I already knew I got, I understood. And there was other stuff there that I was like, oh, okay, this is what they think of this. And it was in a comedic way. It was like a way that everyone could laugh and all of that. And just, you know, and you, you relate, you can, you're able to relate a little bit more, I think is, is what Atlanta is able to do for me. And I really, I really enjoy where uh, Donald Glover is coming from with with all of that. Let's stay a little bit here to talk about Jay Z, um, since we already talked about him a bit, and I want to kind of stay on the um, the rap side of things. But you may have seen it in the news, but I want to talk about it. Where uh, title Jay Z's title fudged some numbers for both Beyonce's uh, Lemonade and Kanye West's The Life of Pablo, which I think is really funny. And that's not to say that. Um, you know, I I didn't understand the life of Paul. There were songs on it that I was like, okay, this is good. But for the most part, it had no replayability for me. It's not my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's not even Jesus. It's it's its own thing that's not that good. Um I think it's Kanye losing his mind. Um, which is something that we continue to see. I think uh we're gonna continue to see Kanye West lose his mind and his music is gonna get increasingly weirder. And we're going to realize, we're going to start seeing the true Kanye all the time. And for all for all I know, based on history, that's going to make him president. Beyonce, I, I was kind of surprised because it's not like she needs the numbers fudged. Um, but I forget what the exact um, uh, thing on that is, but uh, the exact numbers. Oh, it was, it was something like uh, 320 million false play rec- uh, things that were recorded in for both albums and it looks like it was like the way they did it is and it could have been a bug um but people are saying that it's probably not although title is uh denying these allegations so far there's nothing that's been proven so far and i i think that's an important disclaimer title is saying uh or people are saying that what title did was they took the um the accounts and they created false play records for them. They they said, "Oh, you listen, you specifically listened to this thirty times, even though that person may never have even listened to it or only listened to it once." Um, and so some people are saying it's a bug. Other people are saying it's not. Um, and title is just uh, denying all allegations. And I think that's interesting. And I'm interested to see how that all pans out. Um, and then while we're on music news, before we get to the, the final topic, or the final two topics, rather, um, uh, uh, this is on the topic of uh, leaks, and leaks have always been decent for me, 
because I will purchase albums that I want to listen to. But the thing I like is that in Australia, Friday comes on Thursday for us. Um, and so leak day is always Thursday. And so, you know, you go to the, the sites that have the leaks and you look for the, the things that you wanted to listen to and I get to listen to them. And that's how I get to create these podcasts in a sense Um that's not to say that always happens, but like some of the things I get to review are because I've had a longer chance to listen to them. I get to record just a little bit earlier, but I also understand, you know, it's a little bit unfair to others and whatnot, but, um, and hopefully we get to a point where we're able to get the press version, press releases of these, uh, albums. I don't know if that's how, how that works or whatever. I would like to be able to have re- to be able to review before the album comes out. I do want to come out with these podcasts on Tuesday. That way, when music comes out on Friday, I do have all weekend. The thing that's always really unfortunate is, you know, the the leaks on Thursday, all leaks are bad. Don't get me wrong. And I, I, I don't feel so bad because I've purchased the album and it's just, you know, it's only 12 hours sooner. Um, but, you know, they're... they're they are bad. They're, they're not... I don't condone them necessarily. What I really don't like, what really is unfortunate, is when albums leak like a month early. And, you know, sometimes you can argue that the artist intended that. Um, like, usually, uh, if an album leaks before Thursday, the artist may have intended that to happen. You know, especially when it comes to rap, where, you know, in the rap game... People are experimenting with new things. They, they'll they say the album comes out on this day, but then, you know, I forget whose it was, but it was a couple, it was maybe a year and a half, two years ago, where an album was supposed to come out that day, but then it ended up leaking like a week earlier, and it just felt so much like, nah, this is, it may have been, a, one of the examples that I remember now is uh, Brockhampton. Uh, Brockhampton, one of the saturations leaked like a week beforehand, and I was like, this, this had to have, like, there was no way this wasn't them, because they, everyone in that house is in control of when those things release, they don't have, they, up until recently, they didn't have a label, um, all of the people involved in Brockhampton live in that house, and so the only people who could have leaked it were them, unless, unfortunately, they, like, lent the album, they said, hey, friend, listen to this yeah uh so there are cases like that but the the instance i'm talking about here is and i don't know the instance on the like the uh the circumstances behind the one um but ben howard's album that was supposed to come out uh june 1st that one leaked um but that one leaked after father john misty's new album leaked which is also coming out june 1st and the thing that's unfortunate about uh, Father John Misty is, is that it leaked two minutes after he announced the album was even coming out. And it was all because of Apple Music. And that's so, like, Apple Music must feel terrible. But basically what ended up happening was, um, first off, the fact that there was even an album coming out leaked because uh, I believe also Apple, they uh, published it on one of their platforms of just new album by Father John Misty, pre-order today, or something like that, and then the next day, no one really, it didn't really get out that far, I didn't hear about that until after this whole thing, 
And then Father John Misty, the next day, he announced that he had a new album coming out. And then two minutes later, Apple Music accidentally put up for stream the album. Um, And for, like, enough time, and I don't know how this works, but someone was able to download the whole album and put it up. And so it leaked. It was up for download basically anywhere, like, 15 minutes after he even announced the album was coming out. He took it in stride, though. Um... When you go to his uh, Facebook profile, uh, for or his Facebook page, rather, he the album cover is a nice meme format. Uh, it's kind of like him, like, kind of rubbing his eye temple, if you haven't seen it yet. Like, his, his eye temple. His eye, like, he's frustrated. Like, uh, kind of like, what is happening type thing. And uh, the profile picture was like, uh, when your album leaks a month early. And it was the, um, the half facepalm thing. And I thought that was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, he took that in stride. It's just so unfortunate. And that one could have so easily been avoided. It wasn't like that was something that, you know, was completely out of anyone's hands. That was completely avoidable. And Apple Music should feel like crap. Um, and then, uh, for the final new thing, I'm going to end each podcast with, um, uh, what I'm currently listening to that isn't new. Um, but first, as everyone should know, Arctic Monkeys came out with their new album, Tranquility Base Hotel and, Cas- and Casino, uh, that came out Friday. And um, I listened to it early, um, as one does. Um, and I had to say, it is absolutely 100% the most beautiful album I've ever heard um it is insanely good uh beginning to end there was no song that really stood out to me like eh this is pass this is something I could pass on and it's it's interesting because each song is so instrumentally musically layered um I've listened to this album about five times Um, both on good, really good speakers, really good headphones, and, you know, my phone, um, and in the car type thing. And every single time I hear something new, uh, I hear a new, uh, melody in the background of one song. And I hear a new, uh, drum, like, subtle drum line. And some of the, you know, usually, especially in rock bands, when there's, like, a a solo from, like, a guitar or something, or there's a really nice, uh, guitar riff... That's usually the louder thing in the in the song at that moment, and everything else is kind of quieter. But the way they did it was like there's the overall guitar riff that's going over everything in not every song, but like in like um, I can't come up with a specific named example, but in one of the songs I remember there was like a guitar riff that was going over it. There was also like a more of like a solo type thing that happened at a certain part, but instead of making the solo a little bit louder, that solo kind of blended in with everything. And so if you're not if you're not really listening, you don't know it's there. And that's that's really beautiful about that's the thing that's beautiful about the whole album. I also think this is the closest thing Arctic Monkeys has gotten to a concept album. You know, you start getting to a point where it feels like a concept album, but it also can be taken as, like, um, certain songs are written on Ale- from Alex Turner's perspective, the lead singer and writer of a lot of the songs. Kind of like, like the, the first verse of uh, Star Treatment is, I just wanted to be one of the strokes. Now look at the mess you made me make. 
hitchhiking with a monogram suitcase miles away from any half-useful imaginary highway. I'm a big name in deep space, ask your mates, put golden boys in bad shape. I found out the hard way that there, that here ain't no place for dolls like you and me. Everybody's on a barge floating down the endless stream of great TV, 1984-2019. And it both has a feel of... and. The topic going forward is really only if you've listened to the album. Um, I will leave it at it's very good. Absolutely listen to it. It's beautiful. Um, but it feels like it's both talking about Alex Turner's life of just like, this is this is where I'm at. Um, but it also feels like there is a hotel and casino. And the tranquility base thing makes it seem like it's you know on the moon because of tranquility base and the it has the all of the music on this has a very sci-fi vibe to it uh while still remaining arctic monkeys but as you keep listening the the whole sound kind of makes you feel like you are listening to a guy who has gone through he has owned the hotel and casino and by the time you get to the end it's this run it's 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 all looking back on the good times of running that hotel and casino. And by the time you get to the end, you you feel that it's a rundown casino. It's all written from the perspective of now a rundown hotel and casino. And it's this guy, the, the owner or manager or whatever, who's just sitting there thinking of all the good times that he's had. And really just uh, lamenting on that. Um, really just focusing on that and uh, it's really beautiful and that's my interpretation um, I'm sure other people will listen and get a different interpretation of different things and I think there is that ability um, but that's it took me a little bit to get that perspective as well of just oh this is what's happening um, I'm going to leave a more in-depth review though uh, that's out of my hands and you can get that from my colleague uh, Kat Ramos uh, she will be writing about that when we have the website up and probably talking about it on a podcast, I'm sure, because it is her favorite band, and I'll let her take that one. And now, to end the show, what am I listening to now that's not new music? It's it's spring. Uh, it's May. When spring weather is nice, um, when I'm able to roll down my car windows and not feel either too cold or too hot, that is Jack Johnson weather. And it always takes me back to Hawaii. I went to Hawaii uh, about four years ago. And it, it's that same kind of weather. And I would always listen to... Uh, I had Jack Johnson on my phone. I'd like just play his uh, his albums on like shuffle. Like lounging by the pool or something. And I'm sure people around me just loved it. I didn't have it too loud. Uh, it was really just for like me to hear it. Um, but... So now when I listen to them, it kind of brings me back to that point. But it also brings me back to other points in my life. Uh, I first heard about Jack Johnson after a, a trip with a bunch of friends to an, another country. Um, and they were like, oh, Jack Johnson's great. I was like, I don't know who that is. And I started listening to him and I was like, oh, this guy's great. Um, and it kind of brings me back to that time in my life as well. And so it kind of depends on like what album. Because when I was in Hawaii, I really just listened to... Um, from here to now to you that that one had just come out while i was in like i landed in hawaii and it came out and so when i listened to that one uh, a lot of those songs bring me back to hawaii whereas when i listened to like um 
to the sea and breakdown those songs bring me back to other places in my life and it's it's really and that's what i like about music is that there are certain things that i just um listen to a lot of all the time um i don't necessarily have a season for it and there's other things where i have to listen to them at certain times because that's what made me feel a certain way um like for instance uh i was listening to lecrae on shuffle the other day and his last album um all things work together i that came out in the fall and i listened to all in the fall like a lot and now when i listen to it i just get brought back to the fall granted i also get back uh brought back to when i used to smoke but um i get brought back to the fall um and so it's it's a weird feeling when you listen to it outside of that time period. And there's other things from him that don't have a time period for me, and I can just listen to whenever. Um, there's a lot of things like that, but there's there's certain albums or certain artists that have a time period. And Jack Johnson for me is very much a spring time period, which is why it was weird for me that All the Light Above It Too came out in the fall because it was a very spring song, uh, spring album rather. Um, so yeah, that's all for me today. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, whatever, what have you, you can find me on Twitter at it's underscore just underscore chill. Uh, I'm also on Instagram under that name, or you can reach out to me at chill at the chill That is my email. Um, and I'd like to, I'd like to hear from you guys. Um, any of the listeners, any suggestions you have, any questions you have that I can answer here. Um, And yeah, uh, have a great day.